0: My one-and-a-half-year-old type 3 was just like, ugh, like why? I had to hold no, on I, to him, and you about- couldn't give snacks because the birds might swoop down and steal. <laughs> so I'm like, what are we doing?
1: Welcome to the Child Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle
0: Brown. When I first listened to the chapter on Type 1 Children in the Child Whisper, I knew immediately that my three-year-old son was the poster child for Type 1 Energy. He's always bouncing and is so bright, cheery, and animated. I love that about him, but I am really struggling to figure out how to redirect or rein in his energy and enthusiasm during church and other situations in which he's supposed to be quiet and reverent and without just telling him to be quiet and covering his mouth with my hand. It's infuriating and endearing and baffling all the same time, even in the midst of his punishment for being too boisterous. He's laughing and having a good time. Any advice would be appreciated from this type 2 mom?
1: That's where right. I say children are not, um, they're they're different nowadays. <laughs> they laugh at you <laughs> trying to shut them down. Yeah,
0: I've experienced you're that trying to I've shut like me tried down. to punish uh-huh, my daughter. Uh-huh. She'll, she'll, you know give it right back at me. I'm like, okay, we're going to try a different situation. But okay, so you have a three-year-old type one who you're sitting in a meeting either at church or there are other situations. Let's say you go to like a play for an older child and you take the whole family and they're supposed to sit quiet or at a restaurant, you know, you know, nice behavior is expected. Or even recently we went to the bird zoo, went to a bird show And you literally couldn't let the kids roam because you had birds zipping over your head.
1: (laughs) They told you that it would be a risk to move through the stands because the birds might land on you. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and my, Or think you were part uh, of the show. <laughs> my one and a half year old type three was just like, ugh, like why? I had to hold yeah, on I, to I him. Could see and about- you couldn't give snacks because the birds might swoop down and steal. <laughs> so I'm like, what are we doing? So. I looked
1: around the audience in there in our vicinity where at least uh, three or four type three toddlers yeah. that parents were wrestling. <laughs> you know, which is because, you know,
0: you're like at the zoo, like Rome, be free. Let's be loud but it was like in this situation at the bird show it was like no you have to sit on my lap so there are scenarios and I would say most of the time like avoid those scenarios when possible you know obviously you're not going to you know don't take your two-year-old to a movie because they're just not ready for that you know
1: well and it depends again I teach in the child Whisper. you're looking at two criteria determine what to expect from a child first their type a type 1 and a type 3 are not going to be able to sit still at younger ages and then their age. And so can a type 4, a type 2 and a type 4 learn to sit still at 3 years old? More capable mm-hmm. of that than a type 1 or type 3. So that's, you have to kind of create that uh,
0: realistic filter to
1: go... I don't think you should expect to type a three-year-old type one to sit still for fifty, sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. If they can make it thirty, that's they've done a phenomenal thing at that age. And so again, it's that making sure your expectations are aligned so that you can set your child up to succeed rather than continuing mm-hmm. to
0: fail. And that's a good point that you bring out. Like, if you are in a situation where it's an hour-long meeting or scenario, like aim for 30 minutes and then at that point like take him out or take a little break right. and then come back for the last 20 or whatever mm-hmm. and so yeah I like that but that, don't like, let where's your expectation when you take and then out. praise them for that good job you've done awesome okay let's
1: when you take them out maybe they can talk louder or but don't let them run around because mm-hmm. then they're thinking if they can mm-hmm.
0: you know, yeah oh, if I, I can like get this. out of here so yep. you're
1: still keeping them in a mm-hmm. quiet manner, but maybe they don't have to whisper now, and maybe mm-hmm. they can have a snack. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. maybe can bring the energy level up a bit, mm-hmm. but you don't let them run all around and do whatever they want because then there's this contradiction in that it's almost like a reward. So you're just trying to increase their capacity to sit still mm-hmm. over time.
0: or And allow yourself an opportunity to talk to them more directly if you know you don't want to... Uh be making noise Uh you can take them out and talk Uh to them have them so i have this situation you know at church on a weekly basis where we're trying to have our kids sit still for an hour meeting and so what has helped with me is of um sometimes you think okay if i just bring a bunch of stuff to distract them and to keep them busy then that will help them keep quiet i've actually found like the fewer the distractions the better and so snacks are always handy for me quiet snacks and then always like just some book or some coloring things and so the few like if you don't want them to play with toys And get busy with toys, Mm -hmm. then don't bring the toys. Mm -hmm. And so you set an expectation of like this is what you you can color quietly, or Mm -hmm. you know a slinky. Those are really quiet toy. Well, unless you start throwing them around (laughs) across the (laughs) aisle and stuff, or like silly putty or something where they can just play quietly with their hands and keep busy, but it's more like contained. Mm -hmm. Those are good. But you know, look at what are you bringing, and will it add to the movement? Add to the distraction?
1: We've got more Child Whisper coming up right after this brief message.
0: Knowing your type and your child's type changes everything, doesn't it? It helps you to understand one another better. It can help your outside, too. When you wear clothes that express your type, you feel better, you look better, and people understand you more easily, including your kids. Carol Tuttle created the Dressing Your Truth program to help you dress true to your type and create a personal style that expresses who you really are. The best part? You can learn all the basics for free. Start loving how you look and feel at dressingyourtruth.com.
1: There's a perception from parents that they've got to train a child to sit still. Children will respond to your encouragement for them to sit still because we, in our human nature, we're capable of understanding this is a situation where this is pr- appropriate behavior. And so you kind of have to have work with that so that you're supporting your child and learning to sit still without having to force something. It's that forced behavior that becomes difficult to then instill a love for where they're at because it's now, this is not a place I want to be because I'm being forced and I'm now being punished and I'm being put in my place. And so you just have to kind of balance, you know, really look to what degree is that being, is discipline being a part of the experience that they have now this perception of where I'm at is a negative experience for me. And they're going to act up even more because it's like, I don't even want to be here because my parents aren't very nice to me when we're mm-hmm. in this And location. they might get louder
0: to get your attention yeah. even more, you know, like be crying out for attention. So the mom who sent this email in um, sent a couple months ago, and before this podcast I emailed her to just see how things were going to follow up mm-hmm. with her. And she said that they have seen some improvements uh, for a couple reasons. He's maturing a bit. He, he's almost four there now. There you go. So, Yeah. <laughs> that's a
1: big part of it right there. Maturity allows a type one and a type three especially to be able to understand to to be dealt with with reason. I think say three and under to try and reason with your child, mm-hmm. this is where we sit still. Now you have to sit see that's all tell, trying to reason with them mm-hmm. and they're like
0: yeah, we not know what you're talking about. We've We've with our one and a half year old type three. We've taken him out of the meeting more than our type two. But our type two can be loud, and so he, yeah, he'll yeah. like he'll just be like talking in his normal voice. I'm like whisper voice, so we have to had to practice that. Which you know is funny. Like well, twos and fours can his still type make two noise. My grandfather
1: does that, and I'm like, you,
0: you, know you, <laughs> you know where you are.
1: You know you are right now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny because my husband will shush me in movie theaters. I'll be like whisper, ah. like think I'm whispering. He's like quiet. You're very really <laughs> funny. Okay, so another thing the mom mentioned, she said, We did see improvements in all the children's behavior when we stopped allowing the kids to have any screen time before church, restricted entertainment during the meeting to looking at drawing, let chat books or drawing on paper, and not allowing the kids to have any snacks during part of the meeting. And so I like that she mentioned like no screen time before. I think mm-hmm. a good activity Should is, stimulate them. you know, if you know you're going to be sitting for a while, say mm-hmm. you're going, you have like a big family wedding or something and the kids need to be sitting for a while, like mm-hmm. go play outside, go be active. kind of get that? Um, so then they can rest, they can sit. And so they're not looking for, you know, they're not being so busy. So just look when you know that you're going to be in a scenario like this, look at the bigger part of the day. And what's happening before that situation. Yeah, it's great.
1: Great feedback.
0: Another thing to consider is their energy level. If they are tired, lethargic, or, you know, that they may just be more whiny, more squirmy even. It's, you know, sometimes when they get – kids get tired, depends on depending on your kid, they can get more boisterous mm-hmm. and louder. And just give yourself grace. Like, know that some days are going to be a little – go a little bit smoother than others and some mm-hmm. days are going to be a little bit harder just like as you as an adult, you know, some days it's easier for you to sit for longer periods of time, and some days you just want to mm-hmm. get up and get moving. Yeah, so, that's okay. Yeah, I think just um, continue to teach and set the, the expectation, but then also have realistic expectations for your kids where mm-hmm. they're at their age and their energy type. Keep
1: rewarding the behavior that you want to instill in them rather than disciplining the misbehavior to try and always getting to correct it so that the Bigger attention is going on what you want, and they're recognizing that. We all respond, especially children, favorably to being acknowledged, validated, and encouraged.
0: So your parenting practice this week is the next time you're in a situation where your little ones are expected to sit still, have a realistic expectation, and praise them for how well they're doing.
1: Thanks for listening.